Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. My name is Becky Olson. I'm a four-time, nearly 22, ah, in April it'll be 22 years, survivor of advanced stage breast cancer. I'm also a motivational speaker and the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life. Hi, I'm Sharon Hennepin. I'm a 24-year survivor. I'm a certified life coach and the author of my brand new book, Thriving Beyond Cancer. Yeah, it's available on Amazon. It's pretty exciting. It Um, is. We are the co-founders of Breast Friends as well. And uh, today, um, I wanted to do just a little inspirational message about timing is everything. And <clears throat> Becky doesn't even know this yet, but... Um, I, I am so intrigued, though. So <laughs> can't wait to hear it. Well, um, I, I, it's been an interesting journey uh, with my birth parents. I'm adopted. And uh, I found before Christmas uh, who my birth father was. I've known my birth mother now for probably eight years. And all of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, a person showed up on my DNA match list. And he is a half brother, also from my father. And um, I had an opportunity to have a quick conversation before I went to New York to help my daughter through her double mastectomy. And I contacted him yesterday to say, I'm back. I want to, you know, have a chance to meet, you know, and get all that set up. Well, I got a text back from his daughter, his oldest daughter. And his daughter told me that he had had a stroke over the weekend. And with that, luckily it was a mild stroke, but with that, they found that he had advanced cancer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So after several texts, I got in my little car and went to Emanuel Hospital and met him, his two daughters, uh, his sis- ha- his half-sister, her son. <laughs> it was like a regular party in the, in the hospital room. And what's fascinating about it is the timing. Like I said, the timing is everything. He is, he lives by himself. He has his daughters, but you know, it, it's, it's like he was ready to open that door as well. So was my birth mom. When I contacted her, had I pushed it sooner, she would not have been. So I just want to just remind our audience that things sometimes happen for a reason. And sometimes when things don't happen on our time frames, there's a reason. We just don't know what it is. And timing is everything. I'm just, Sharon, I'm I'm almost in tears here because, you know, when you think about what you just said. I mean, here you've had, he's always been your father. And this man that you met yesterday has always been your brother. You had no idea he existed. He had no idea you existed. And then what happens? You guys connect just as he's finding out he has cancer and who better to encourage him and inspire him than you. I mean, I'm, I'm blown away by that. That is, 
and his oh. daughters are precious. And I'm so, so those are your happy. nieces. You got My nieces. nieces. <laughs> I do. I'm Aunt Sharon now again. So, you know, I just all of these things. And they are so welcoming and so thrilled that I'm in their life too. So wow. it's a pretty amazing thing. But I just, you know, had his daughter had he had a stroke, say a month, two months before all of this happened, he may never have done DNA testing. That's true. He may never have known that I exist and vice versa. So yeah, yeah I, I just wow. I just find it fascinating in in our world, our very, very fast paced world, that sometimes things happen like this and yeah. it is all about timing. It is. And you know, Sharon, you used to come from a very small family. And now <laughs> your family over the last few years has just grown and grown and grown. And so, yes, it is about timing, but it is also about family. And I want to, first off, thank you, Sharon, for sharing that. I'm hearing it for the first time, too, with all the listeners. So that's pretty amazing. But um, but our guest today is no stranger to the importance of family. And I'm so excited to have him on the show with us. His name is Clifford Rains, And at the age of 17, Clifford's mom was diagnosed with stage 3 breast cancer. He placed his studies on hold to provide care to his mother. She had a lumpectomy plus a radical hysterectomy. At age 17, Clifford, I don't know how old you are now, but you can tell us when we get to you here in a minute how long ago that was. But those images of his mom going through all that never left his mind. Her illness equally placed a huge financial burden on on his family. And today we're going to learn about his story, which is actually pretty common to a lot of people. You know, the financial uh, repercussions of a cancer diagnosis are pretty pretty common. But today we're going to learn that his story is unique in a way that what he's doing to help other families going forward. So welcome, Clifford. We're so happy to have you on our show. Thank you very much, Becky. Thank you very much, Sharon. You know, good morning. Good morning. So where are we talking to you from? We're in Portland, Oregon. Where are you? I am in Las Vegas, Nevada. You're, oh, I'm going to be in Vegas pretty soon. Cool. <laughs> So, Clifford, why don't you just take a minute and tell us a little bit about you? You know, who is Clifford Rains and what do you do? Um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my story, you know, and the story of my family and how cancer impacted us economically. Mm-hmm. I am an American citizen with origins from Cameroon and the second son of my mother, who is a stage three breast cancer survivor. I have seven siblings, my mother with three children, and my stepmother with four children. I have one child, Zio Flory, who is three years old. A great and sweet experience being a dad. My background is in information technology, with specialization in radiation oncology information systems, where I have been involved in more than 10 years. I equally taught radiation oncology information systems to radiation therapy students at the University of Virginia Radiation Therapy Program. The last eight years, I have been engaged in cancer outreach in Africa, specifically in southern Cameroon, where breast and cervical cancer occurrences and death rates are very high. Mm. Currently, I am the founder of a fundraising startup called Just for Cancer. 
And I do want to talk about just for cancer, but let's hold off on that for just a little bit, if you don't mind. Um, What I'd love to have you share with us, Clifford, is, you know, what happened after your mom was diagnosed? How, How did that impact your family? How did you become a caregiver? Can you kind of share a little bit of, of that story with us about your mom's actual diagnosis and how old you? How old were you, if you don't mind? I know it was, uh, uh, oh, you uh, were yeah. 17. I remember that. <laughs> Sorry. At that time, um, I, was, I was 17 years old. Um, mm-hmm. I was a young, vibrant, you know, gentleman full of youthful agility. Mm-hmm. And my mother had gone to the hospital, you know, in the major city in Cameroon, the capital called Yaoundé. And when she came back home, you know, she called me and I sat by her side, you know, and she told me that um, she was diagnosed with cancer. It was a, must have been hard words to hear. Yeah. yeah, it was. I, I don't think that it's very, ever easy to hear, but as a 17-year-old, yeah, what what do you do with that information? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It was it was very very tough to take because um, there are two things we know that you know um, cancer treatment is very very expensive, and also you know um, we have the knowledge at that time that you know most cancer cases you know ends in death. Right. You know, so yeah. it was it was a very, very tough experience, you know, for us. You so know, how many years thought, ago was this, Clifford? That was twenty twenty five years ago. Okay. So your your mom and, and myself were diagnosed about the same time because I'll be coming up on twenty five years. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, so and and how many siblings did you have at home at that time? Um, I had just one sibling at home at that time. Okay. Okay. Yeah, my younger sister. Okay. Um, so. And then you became her. You became her caregiver, probably yeah. right away. I'm going to guess. Was there anybody exactly. else helping? Well, it was probably right away. Um, all my other aunts, you know, um, they had just you know put to bed, so it was difficult for them to leave. Um, the young babies, you know, to accompany us to the hospital. But one thing that, you know, I would like to say, Becky and Sharon, is that um, before we took on, you know, the 450-kilometer drive, you know, up to Yaoundé, the capital city, the night before, my mother called me in her bedroom, sat down with her. Um, I am the second you know, of her three children. My other brother having left for the United States to further his studies at that time. So she removed a book and she gave it to me. You know, she said, this is my will. Oh boy. I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. if I will come back. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. you have to hold this. Everything mm-hmm. about my life is in here. Everybody that I'm owing money to is in here, and everybody who is owing us money is in here. And son, it is your duty, you know, to hold this book, you know, and, you know, live up to it. You know, that must have been, that must have been horrendously difficult for you as a 17-year-old young man to receive this book from your mom. But, you know, Clifford, what that says to me about your mom 
is her integrity ran deep. You know, she wanted to make sure that everything was handled and accounted for. She didn't want you to have to deal with trying to figure things out. Her, what she did for you, um, that was that was a gift. As that hard as it was, mm-hmm. yeah, as hard as that was for you to to hear at that time. That was that was very special because that that's a hard thing to do when you're going through something like this to even stop and think about all of that. But it's and so the important. reality that she felt like she was going to die that imminently as well. Yeah. Um, how frightening that was for her, but also for you as well. I'm sure. That's true. That's very very true. So. Mm-hmm. I took the book, you know, and I kept it. I was very, very strong, courageous, and daring gentleman, you know, at that mm-hmm. time. And the following morning, you know, we got to the bus, you know, put all the things together, and we drove up to Yaoundé, capital city. And how and long did that take you? I mean, how far away is that? Um, it is in, um, in miles. Four, if you, it's, if, it's, if it's you a can, four, it's a four-hour drive. It's a five-hour drive, per se. Five-hour you know, drive. Public, wow. public transportation. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I would assume, since your country is so much different than our country, um, are is there insurance for it for cancer treatment there? No, there's nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're like talking that, about a, you're talking about taking on the entire financial burden of cancer treatment when you're talking about your country. Exactly. You know. Yeah. The burden is you know is solely on on the patient and his or her family. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. So, Clifford, can I ask how? I mean. How long was your mom in treatment, and and how did that how did that bill total out when you were done? I mean, that had to uh, be huge. She was in treatment, you know. After you know the initial phase was you know the surgery, you know where she had the lumpectomy and where the hysterectomy. Um, she was in the hospital for about three weeks, you know. Then after that, we went into chemo and radiation. So everything everything took about six to nine months. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and you stayed in the capital city for all of that during that time as well? Yes, yes, we stayed yeah. in the capital city for all of that time you know, as well. And um, it cost us... So where know, did you stay? Time. Where did um, you stay during that? We, we were staying, you know, we stayed with an aunt. Okay, yeah, nice. So at least you didn't have a, yeah. a, a housing cost then that you had to yes. also pay for. Okay, well, that's good. Exactly, exactly. Oh. Uh, but the hospital costs, you know, and when you look at, you know, the cost of surgery and chemo and radiation and also other professional and technical fees, you know, it came up mm-hmm. to about 5 million francs CFA, which is a local currency. At that time, it was about, you know, about $8,600, give and take. And it, it's, okay. a, it's a huge amount of money. It is. And 25 years ago, it was bigger than yeah. it is now. So I exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so how did your family handle the cost? Was were you able to pay it back on a on a contract kind of basis or how did you work that? Um what happened is um we had to sell we had to sell some properties. Oh, okay. Um yeah, two pieces of land were sold. Um 
and um, I was instrumental, you know, instrumental in making sure that um, those lands were sold and the money came in. Um, we also received some assistance from other family members, you know, as mm. as is the culture, whereby mm. you know people assist each other. And then uh, we took out a small loan, you know, from from a cultural from a cultural group. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And so, how did that affect you emotionally, um, dealing with such a financial burden? It was. It was very, very. It was very, very tough. Um, you know, it placed us in a huge financial hole. You know, all money was gone. All savings disappeared. You know, mm. I was out of school. My younger sister was out of school. It was very, very tough. Um, mm. When my mother recovered, she had to go back to work. You know, she mm-hmm. could not even rest because, you know, we need to feed. You know, we right. had bills to take care of. We had loans to pay. You know, my other brother, you know, was in the U.S. also. He needed money. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. So she was, was... She, was into, she was into trading, you know, in coffee yeah. and cocoa, you know, primarily dealing with, you know, with, um, with farmers, you know, um, mm-hmm. before, 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 before the merchandise, you know, is shipped, is, is exported. So mm-hmm. she had to get back to work. You know, I had to join her, you know, yeah. to help the family business, you know, to grow. But I must say that even before she recovered, you know, to get to that stage where she could get back to work, you know, I had gotten into, you know, petty trading, you know, whereby, you know, I was, you know, buying used clothing and shoes, you know, from yep. neighboring country, you know, called Benin, Kotono. So we would travel, you know, um, using, you know, flying boat in the high sea in the Atlantic Ocean. We'll get to Nigeria, you know, to Calabar. Then in Calabar, you know, we'll take the bus, we'll go to the city of Aba. You know, then in the city of Aba, you know, we'll take another bus there overnight to Lagos, Nigeria. Then Lagos, Nigeria, wow. we'll take a small car, you know, into Kotono Benin. Mm-hmm. I'll be in Kotono Benin, say, for about a week, you know, purchase my merchandise, you know, and use the same route, you know, and come back to Cameroon and sell. Um, you know, Clifford, Clifford, I'm going to, I'm going to cut you off right here. Okay. Because I know there's a lot more to this story and we do have to take a break. So when we come back on the other side of the break, we will pick it up from here and talk about what you guys did. And and I want to hear more about your mom's recovery too. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. 
When a woman is diagnosed with cancer, she faces unique challenges. No one understands this better than the experts at Compass Oncology. Our women's cancer program includes a team of specialists in breast and gynecologic cancers, genetic testing, and the ongoing care of women with high-risk factors. From targeted therapies and clinical trials to needed emotional support, Compass is a leader in treating women's cancer. Find out more at compassoncology.com. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the program. We've been talking about the financial impact of cancer with our guest, Clifford Rains. So before we go too much further, Clifford, I just have to know, how is your mom today? My mother is doing wonderful today. Um, Great news. She's, she's 25 years you know, cancer-free. Um, she's, of, you know, she's of excellent health. Seven years ago, you know, we had some little fears, um, but, you know, she went into the hospital, you know, the doctors did, you know, all her checks and everything, and, you know, she was cleared. So um, she's, oh, she's thriving today. That's great. That is I'm such so great glad news. Yeah. Yeah. Thank because you like, for... Again, you know, 25 years ago, things were different. And of course, you being in a different country altogether, I'm sure it was even more different <laughs> than yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, is your mom still, is your mom still over there or does she live in, in the Amer- in America now? She lives in the United States now. She does. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Well, we got to hear about that. You said you're an American citizen and I'd love to hear just quickly, if you don't mind, like when did you come to the U.S. and how did you become a citizen and what was that process like for you? Well, I've been in the U.S. since um, since the early 2000s, you know, and, um, you know, when I came here, you know, I had been involved you know, in some political activities, you know, back in Cameroon, you know, so when I got to the U.S., you know, because of, you know, political um, stuff back home and, you know, my security was in danger, you know, I had to apply for political asylum, uh-huh. you know, so, um, yeah, so I was granted, you know, a stay, you know, uh, by the United States, you know, government, you know, and, um, you know, they catered for my protection, you know, and um, through that process, you know, I, you know, gained citizenship, you know, and I've been living here happily all the time. And, you know, paying my taxes, you know, and living very peacefully and contributing enormously to the economy and the growth of the country. 
Well, I'm so happy. So happy to hear that. Thank you very much for sharing that. I know immigration thing is kind of a big deal at the moment. So, but we don't get into politics on this show too often. Yeah, not too much. But but it is a big topic. That's for sure. So it's good to hear that that worked out well for you. So let's go back to the, you know, the uh, treatment and the, and that, you know, all of those debts that you had to incur. So how did that experience change your life? Oh, it was really, really a life-changing experience for me. Um, one, it made me to be more pushful than ever as a human being. Mm-hmm. You know, whereby, you know, I know that, you know, um, I have to work very, very hard, you know, to support myself and to support my family. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, you know, it uplifted me, you know, spiritually. I became closer to God and the Holy Bible more than ever. I reached out to help the sick, the poor and the needy more than I ever did. Mm-hmm. And that has and that has never changed till this day. That's good. I mean it was a hard lesson, especially at seventeen years old, to kind of learn it that way. But it is amazing how something that we might consider being a terrible experience can actually be such a blessing in so many ways. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, tell us how this experience is related to your foundation, Celebrity for Africa Cancer Charity. As I grew old, I realized that I was more attracted, you know, I was more driven towards the cancer cause Mm -hmm. Um, when I got to the U.S. Um, the first job I got, you know, was kind of in the cancer industry. And I realized that um, one of the problems that we have back home is the problem of education. Most of the cancers back home are cancers that can easily be cured, you know, when they are discovered early. So I looked at my mother's experience and I said to myself, if she was aware she would not have gone through ectomy and radical hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. So I took upon myself, you know, to start Celebrities for Africa, you know, so that we can educate Africans, you know, on, you know, breast cancer, cervical cancer, lung cancer, prostate cancer, and colorectal cancer. You know, these are cancers, you know, that can easily be cured once they are discovered mm-hmm. early. Right. That is how the birth of Celebrities for Africa came about. So I guess I'm I'm thinking about, again, I don't know a huge amount about the African culture, and I apologize for that. But yes, um, I, I th- I'm, I'm thinking that, again, some religions, some cultures have this thing about disease, like they caused it, like they might have had something to do with it. Um, is that how your culture might look at cancer, or has it improved? Well, you are true to some extent, Sharon. 
what happens is that you know, sometimes some people will start to sick, but instead of going to the health center or to the, to the hospital, they'll prefer to go to the traditional healers. Now, right. the traditional healers will tell them something else, will tell them that, oh, you know what, it's witchcraft. Oh, you know what, you know, it's maybe an uncle or an aunt that has bewitched you. Not knowing that, you know, it's a cancerous tumor that they have. Mm-hmm. By the time they take it now to the hospital, you know, it has already advanced. Oh, good. Know, and the end result is death. Yeah. So um, that is where, you know, an organization like Celebrities for Africa comes in, you know, whereby we intervene at a very, very early stage, you know, and right down to um, right down to students who are in, in middle school, you know, we start to educate them. Right. You know, these are the symptoms, you know, be aware of it. You don't need to go to a traditional doctor. You don't need to go to a traditional healer. When you have symptoms or when your parents have the symptoms, let them go to the hospital. Right. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. And again, like you said, awareness, education exactly. is mm-hmm. the key to make a difference, to catch these diseases before they are deadly, before they may take your life. Wonderful. Yep, that's true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I had a, I had a very light um, experience with what you're saying it was common culture. I went to the Cayman Islands one time. I was invited there to speak at a cancer event where they were trying to get women to um, go in for free mammograms, and they just wanted someone to come and talk about the importance of early detection. And bless the heart of this this young doctor that was there, and he was probably right. I would guess right out of of medical school, and he showed pictures on the screen of advanced, really, really advanced cancer where the tumor had pushed through the skin and it was Ugh, abscessed, ugly, and ugly, ugly. and he was showing that as you know, why they need early detection. And these women wouldn't even look at it and they were scared. And and I found my, and, and he didn't describe that as advanced stage. He said, this is what cancer looks like. And and I just, my heart was going out to him, but also to them. And I remember standing up and I said, you know, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm out of line here, but, but what you're seeing, and I know he's showing you this because he wants you to really understand the seriousness of getting screened. But what you're seeing is very, very advanced stage cancer. We want you to get screened before that happens because if you do, then you, you'll we can make it go away. And at that point, I think I was already a two-time survivor. I don't think I've been diagnosed the third time yet. And, you know, so that was that helped. And just that scary, that, that idea that there's nothing you can really do except let it go that long. And I just, ah, sorry. <laughs> I know it's not completely the same, but it was bringing pictures of that to my mind. But, a, but yeah, but again, it is a, a little different way where they needed the education. They mm-hmm. needed to be, um, you know, aware of what cancer can do. Right. Um, unfortunately, that's our worst fear. Right. But, you know, you're right. Early detection is the key to living a long time. And and even though, um, I don't, did you tell us what, what stage your mama was at when stage she was three. diagnosed? When she was stage three. Wow. So that, <clears throat> so that was even pretty advanced, honestly. But luckily, uh, the treatments worked for her. And so that's that's the message, you know, is that that if you get in there, even if you are diagnosed with something awful like cancer, 
in most cases, there is lots you can do. So Clifford, let me ask a question. So what exactly is Celebrities um, for Africa Cancer Charity and what have they accomplished so far? Um, the goal of Celebrities for Africa really is to educate you know, people in Africa or Africans in general about cancer prevention, specifically in the areas of breast cancer, cervical cancer, lung, liver, prostate, and colorectal. You know, because as I said earlier, you know, these are cancers that can be prevented, you know, if we are proactive, you know, with our health. Mm-hmm. And they can easily be treated if they are diagnosed okay. early. Um, and are there celebrities we, involved? Um, no, there are no celebrities involved for now. Mm-hmm. You know, the goal really was that, you know, we'll get celebrities involved because mm-hmm. most celebrities, when they think about Africa, you know, they think about, you know, HIV and malaria. Sure. But we also yeah. want to bring, you know, the attention of cancer, you know. Um, we also want to bring, you know, cancer to the attention, you know, because, you know, there is, you know, a huge number of people, you know, dying, you know, due to cancer, you know, as opposed to malaria and HIV. Right, right. That makes uh, sense. So yeah. what, are the, what are some of the difficulties you come up with? Um. You know, as a small as a small charity, you know, um, the major difficulties have been, you know, um, fundraising. You know, and, <laughs> Come on, uh, always. You know, exactly right. Yeah, you know, fundraising. You know, fundraising is a huge, is a huge, is a huge problem. Um, you know, to be able to, you know, to take care of, you know, of our, of our programs. You know, then also another thing is to have, you know, train train local resources. You know, with uh, with specialty in non-communicable diseases, you know, such as cancer, you know, to help us, you know, with you know, with outreach, with the outreach campaigns, you know, and um, also to have um, medical technologies, you know, to be able to, you know, do the screening, you know, when it comes to doing things like, you know, pap smear, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so. So far, I'm sorry, how long has has the Celebrities for Africa charity been in existence then? When did you start Uh, that? Well, Celebrities for Africa has been in existence since um, January of 2011. Okay, Uh, so so it's 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 relatively new. Yeah. It's relatively new. Okay, and it's still and it's still in existence, and you're still fundraising and doing doing those those things. Is that right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And now you've also started another nonprofit called Just for Cancer. What is that? Well, Just for Cancer is not a nonprofit. Just for Cancer is a for-profit entity. You know, um, however, you know, it, it, it acts, you know, like a nonprofit per se because uh, it is a crowdfunding platform that helps cancer patients, survivors, and families to raise money for treatment and other needs. It uses fashion, you know, to increase the quality of life of cancer patients, survivors, and families at large. It provides an integrated beneficiary verification, a drawing cash match option to all members, plus real-time microfunding, you know, to all valid cancer charities. Great. So, so is some... that for local oh, or for, for Africa? Well, this is, this, is, this is national, and we are starting in the U.S., and the goal, the goal, the goal is to expand globally. You know, um, 
we start in the U.S. You know, we are launching in 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 June of this year. You know, and um, cancer survivors, cancer patients, you know, and their families, you know, they'll be able to use our platform, you not know, to mm-hmm. raise money. And um, then we'll open up to Canada. We'll open up to the United United Kingdom. We'll open up to Republic of Ireland. We'll open up to New Zealand, and we'll open up to right. Australia. Very wow. good. And, you know, crowdfunding sites seem to be so much more, you know, usable than they used to be. It was hard to set one up, and now they seem to be a little bit easier. But what is the difference between Just for Cancer and then so many other fundraising sites? I mean, Chelsea Chelsea used a fundraising site. Chelsea is Sharon's daughter who just yes. got through this. She used a fundraising site to help with some of her expenses. And how does what you're doing differ from say, well, I don't know which one she used, Sharon. Do you remember? I don't remember either. Um, but, there's, you know, there's so many. GoFundMe is probably the one that comes yeah. to mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. It probably comes to a lot of minds. But so how how does your site differ from that? And then we're going to yeah. go out to break after you explain that. Okay. Just for Cancer is, is the thing is that Just for Cancer is cancer-centric and has, you know, core distinct features, you know, for both members and, and charity members. Um, for individual members, you know, the very first thing is, one, there's beneficiary verification to eliminate bogus claims because there's a lot of bogus claims online. So we'll verify everybody who is a beneficiary, you know, of the funds on our platform. You okay. know, our fees, you know, are going to be very, very low, you know, which would be 1.5%, you know, plus $1.00. But if the, the, the good thing about it is that the 1.5% will turn around and we donate that, you know, to the cancer charity of choice of the fundraiser. Oh, oh nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So then we also have a cash match program. The cash match program is what we do is, you know, we are able to match, you know, um, part of the funds, you know, that, you know, our fundraisers, you know, will raise. You know, and, you know, our goal is to match at least 100 campaigns, you know, monthly, you know, by 2023. And the next thing also is that we also have free funeral fundraising. If you are raising for a funeral, it's 0%. You don't pay the 1.5% and you don't pay the $1. Oh, wow. then Then we also have zero processing fee. There's no platform, you know, in the U.S. that has zero processing fee. Everybody has to pay for the processing. But with our platform, Just for Cancer, processing fee is 0%. So you get wow. more of the money that is donated to you. Why? Is because we have the cancer family in mind. We want mm-hmm. the cancer family to have more money to take back home, you know, to use for treatment and other needs. Nice. And when, it comes, when it comes to charity, all charities on our platform, they are verified, you know, against the IRS database, they are current with their 501c3 exam status. Mm-hmm. There's also low fees, you know, for campaigns created by charities. We also have the 0% processing fees, you know, for charities so that, you know, they can be able to raise more money to meet up, you know, with their financial commitment and they can also be able to roll out, you know, their programs, you know, effectively with the money that they get from us. You know, then we also have the lifetime residual income that we give to charities. You know, the 1.5% that we give back, you know, mm-hmm. these charities, you know, will, will get that for the life of that charity. In wow. as much as 
their supporters are fundraising on our platform. Mm-hmm. So, let's say, for example, Celebrities for Africa. If Celebrities Wait, for Africa has Clifford, I'm going to have you hold that thought. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come right back. So, why don't you plan on sharing that um, when you come back? And then we'll probably ask right. you for a couple of other examples of, of like how it might work for an individual person. So, anyway, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When a woman is diagnosed with cancer, she faces unique challenges. No one understands this better than the experts at Compass Oncology. Our women's cancer program includes a team of specialists in breast and gynecologic cancers, genetic testing, and the ongoing care of women with high risk factors. From targeted therapies and clinical trials to needed emotional support, Compass is a leader in treating women's cancer. Find out more at compassoncology.com. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a car that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our show. We've been talking about the financial impact of cancer with our guest Clifford Rains. So, Clifford, you were talking, you were going to give us an example of how all this works. So, why don't you do that? Yeah. So, for example, Becky, um, if a patient registers you know, creates an account on a platform and they select that you know they are a cancer patient or a survivor. Um, what happens is that you know we give them all the necessary tools you know to be able to interact socially to raise to raise money, and um, we also match them you know with potential with potential donors you know that can be able to you know give them money you know to to satisfy you know the goal of their campaign. You know, okay. and um, at the end of each month, you know, we would do a draw. And if that patient is selected in a draw, or if their campaign is selected in a draw, you know, then we will match, you know, a certain percentage of the funds that they raise. Say, for example, we can match, say, for example, this month we can say, okay, we are matching the first $250. 
by a hundred percent. So if the person, if the patient raises a thousand dollars, then we will match the first two hundred and fifty, which means that the person will be going home with a thousand two hundred dollars, a thousand two hundred fifty dollars. Wow. That's great. And then your percentages and the one point five percent and the that comes out of that is that is that correct? Or? Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. the percentage is 1.5% okay. plus $1, but we okay. turn around and we give that 1.5% back to the cancer charity of the choice of the fundraiser. So basically, okay. you know, we keep one, $1 only. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that's, that's a very generous offer for people, for sure. So from your mission state, I understand that there's a fashion component. Why fashion and how will that work? Um, fashion because uh, my mother is an epitome of fashion. Ah. She is beautiful and always fashionable. You better play this recording for her when we're done. (laughs) (laughs) She'd probably like to hear you say that on on the air. True. Yeah. Cancer was just a scar on her physical, but never took away the person that she is. So we use fashion not only to represent, but to bring out boldness, life, and confidence. Fashion breathes nothing but the sweetness of life. Mm -hmm. It is really light. So fundraisers interested to participate in our fashion shows they will create their fundraising account, you know, either as a model or a designer. Nice. And they will, select, they will select a region. You know, we have regions divided East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, and South. As they raise money and interact on the platform, we have a back-end algorithm, you know, that with their, their daily activities. The top 20 models and top five designers for each of the regions will be selected to work at decentralized one way. Um, why do we say we say decentralized, you know, in the sense that, you know, um, a city in each region will host the event. So for example, we can say South, we can say Atlanta. West Coast, we can say Los Angeles or Las Vegas. Or Portland. Selfish plug. Or Portland. It's true. Yeah. So participants, you know, they further go home with a cash incentive in line with our philosophy of giving. That's wonderful. So, so I'm um, confused so- about something, Clifford. You said this is not a nonprofit. This is a for-profit website yes, this is just for cancer yes, but i don't see where the profits coming into this because you know you're making a dollar off of each transaction i guess or yes we're, but, making, a dollar, we're making a dollar off of each transaction you know but we also have other monetized monetization streams you know okay. that um that will you know would use you know in in the back end okay like sponsorships and things like that yes exactly we'll okay. have sponsorships okay. you know we'll have you know some advertisement revenues, you know, okay. and um, there are many other, many other items. We'll also okay. anonymize data, you know, that we can use for further research and things like that. Yeah. Sure, sure. And so what's the anticipated uh, launch for Just for Cancer? Um, that will be in June, June 2018. 
Okay. okay. So, so right up. now, if somebody went to search for that, would they just see an under construction page? Yes, they wouldn't. You know, okay. you would just see a construction page. You know, with um, kind of like a general information of what just for cancer is all about. Okay. Okay. Good. So I'm going to ask you a tough question real quick because it's it's not in my list of questions I threw at you, yeah. but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, you know, a lot of people are pretty leery about fundraising sites and things like that. Do you have some credentials somewhere that people can read about you and read about your mission um, before they, you know, get involved in this? Because, I mean, what you're, what you're telling us sounds wonderful, and I wouldn't want people to hold back because there's a – because they don't know about you yet. So is there some place where they can go and learn about Clifford and who you are and what this is about and all of that? Yes, please. They can check on my LinkedIn account. You know, my LinkedIn, um, you know, Clifford mm-hmm. Ewings. Yeah, that's where I found you. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. And um, okay. they can see that, you know, I have about almost 9,000 connections on LinkedIn. So that mm-hmm. therefore means that, you know, um, we are well validated and, and credible and um, the mission and the cause ties in with a lot of people and you okay. will also see that most of the people who are my connections are CEOs and VPs and directors okay. and um, you know so that really means that you know the, the cause ties in with a lot of people and a lot of people are looking forward to just for cancer. Excellent. Okay. Well, I just wanted to kind of bring that up because there's always that elephant in the room, you know, that what if, well, what if he's not everything he says he is? But, you know, obviously having 9,000 LinkedIn accounts, Sharon, you've got a bazillion of them too. Yeah, but, I've got 18,000 um, now. Woohoo! <laughs> wow, that's so, I understand, so I understand what you mean. It's, yeah. you know, it is definitely... Um, great to have that many connections yeah it is and you know the one thing on our show is we don't we invite a lot of very wonderful and interesting people and stories onto our show but we don't necessarily endorse everything we bring on our show for for us it's kind of an opportunity for all of us to become educated and informed about different things that are out there but we always encourage people to do your own research you know if we have a doctor talking about some new medical procedure just because it's on our show doesn't mean we're endorsing it. We're just letting you know about it. So we always encourage you to do your own research, make your own decisions about what you, you know, want to do. And um, Clifford, I think what you're what you're bringing to the table here is is pretty, you know, pretty amazing, really. Um, you know, we're, we I don't want to run out run out of time, and we have about four minutes left. Um, so what can we just talk about? If you're, what last statement do you have for anyone who's listening to you now? I know that there's probably something really important in there. You're just dying to get out. So I'm going to let you do that. Um, you are my inspiration. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> just for cancer, it's not mine and will never be mine. It is yours. It is built with you in mind. From the very beginning. Support us. I love so we can better support you. Support other campaigns. Mm-hmm. Even when you are more in need. That is the wisdom of giving. I believe in you. And I know that together as centralized force 
shall overcome our decentralized financial needs. May God bless you all, will good, and know I love you. Mm. If you are interested, you are a very sweet man. You're a very sweet man, and. I know that what you went through with your mom's journey has really touched you in a very deep place in your heart. And I know that that's really what inspired you to do all of this. So, so thank you from all survivors who are, you know, have the potential to benefit from this and from the work that you're doing. We really, we really appreciate you and for taking the time to come and and be on our show with us. Um, how can people reach you now? Just for cancer is not available yet. So, if someone wanted to reach you to learn more about maybe supporting your your project or, you know, having you on the radio show, I guess they can get you through LinkedIn. Is there any place else? Yes, they can get me through LinkedIn. They can shoot me an email at okay. Clifford at you know just for cancer. You know, um, the four is the figure four. So Clifford okay. at justforcancer.com. Okay. You know, we would appreciate, you know, your expertise, you know, to help us move forward successfully. Okay. So everyone it's, out there, you know, who is interested to be part of our team, please, you're welcome. Just shoot me an email, you know, let me know how you can help, and we'll take it from there. And again, yeah. it's Clifford at justforcancer.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, and four is just the number four. Just the number four. Well, thank you so much for taking time to be on our show today. Um, We've really enjoyed this. And for our listeners out there... we, I wanted to let you know a couple things. We have a, a brand new Breast Friends app that's available. Um, you can either download it through Google Play or through the App Store. And really what it is, is it's just a lot of good information, questions to ask your doctor, um, tips and, and things um, you know, related to breast cancer, ovarian cancer, and others. Um, it's also a community forum where you can post questions, answer questions for other people. It is brand, brand new. We're just starting to get some people signing into it, and we would love to um, have your participation. We don't capture the information and sell it to anybody, so don't ever have to worry about any of that. So that's it's just something brand new that we're doing, and we, we're really excited about it, so we really want to encourage you to you know take part in that. So it's just called the Breast Friends app. And also... Um, if you well, if you ever need our services, go to breastfriends.org. There's our there's our website. Lots of good information. You can call us, talk to any of our um, survivors and and other people that are willing to help. And just remember that we will be back next week. And until then, there is always hope, and we're here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hannafin and Becky Olson again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is always hope, and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.